Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. This is Kings of the North Season 2, Episode 2. I am Chase Hamley. With me, the creator, the founder, the mastermind of Kings of the North, Mr. AJ Cal. Yo, what's going on? Well, uh, so, you know, Episode 2, we made it. Here we go. Uh, there's no technical difficulties. We're back again. Yep. Here we are. Uh, it is Friday, February 7th, so we're exactly one week away from Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't know what that means, other than I'm going to be probably $100 short uh, in my wallet, but that's fine. It's like one day, so it's okay. Yeah, I uh, definitely will ponder in my mind the possibility of doing something nice for a... Uh, <laughs> A girl, but the, or guy, it's twenty twenty, bro. Come on, or guy, yeah, but, right. But um, <laughs> I know that I will be too much of a uh, chicken, I guess you could say, to ah. actually take a step forward towards actually right. doing anything, right? But um, that's good for my wallet. I don't have to spend any money. I that's guess. facts. I mean, you could you could just you know douse yourself in money. That'd be nice. Like I have a friend who doesn't um. Who likes Valentine's Day in the sense that, like, right afterward, he just buys a ton of chocolate because oh. it's, like, half off. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite kind of Valentine's candy? Let's go chocolate. Milk or dark for you? Milk. Dark. Yeah. Really? I love dark chocolate. It's Milk chocolate's too sweet. I think dark chocolate's too healthy. I think it's, like, good for you, and that's not the point of candy. It is good. It is better for you. It doesn't yeah. necessarily make it good for you, but I like the flavor better. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm like, a huge, like, Snickers guy. Like, that's a fact. Okay, I um, Hershey's though, ugh, I don't know, you know, dark chocolate Hershey's not very good. White chocolate Hershey's, okay. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a color thing. I, it's different. I uh, I like Hershey's with almonds, and I wish they had a little more, a few more almonds in there. I would like an almond with Hershey's. <laughs> I actually never had that, so I don't know. Um, so uh, if you haven't already told, uh, you know, if you can't tell already, uh, my friend over here next to me, uh, voice. A little under the weather. Yeah, I've been battling laryngitis all week. This mm. is the clearest my voice has sounded since Sunday. Mm. So mm, that... nice to be talking again. Laryngitis. Yeah. For those of you who are not medical professionals, laryngitis is swollen vocal cords. Imagine your job being a podcaster and you can't talk. That's that's like being a movie critic and being blind. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> or like a music critic and being done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I it's mean, real tough. Um, right next to me, I have some uh, some delicious pre workout as always. Uh, because I just uh purchased some more, and uh, you know, I was you know, usually I like to just open it and just just like feel the energy. Uh, Are you, do you want any of this? You just want to? Uh, no thanks. <laughs> you no. just intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just not much of a big pre-workout guy. Oh, uh, that's tough. I just bought this and like I took it on. Uh, I think for the first time I took it on Wednesday, and I could not feel anything. Does, yeah. does that make sense? Like I was so in it that like nothing was stopping me. No, I get it. I I have this um very interesting professor. I guess it'll be my first shout out of the episode. Yeah, Benjamin Rollenhagen. He teaches physical fitness for life. It's mm-hmm. a PES class, right? And he is teaching us about nutrition, and he's just kind of shattering every food idea and concept you've ever been taught. Okay. Telling us that the food industry is just ran by people who are trying to uh, run up a check. And 
Yeah, he's teaching us all the scams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right. I'm very hesitant now when it comes to food stuff and. Pro workout's not food. Yeah, but, like, he also talks about, like, supplements and, like, stuff like protein powder. Yeah, he's always talking about, like, you know, you don't really need this and you don't really need that. So, I don't know. I mean, all right. So, I mean, I've only been on pre-workout for about maybe, like, a year and a half now. And, like, I can definitely tell the differences from, like, before I was on it and then after I was on it. And in terms of, like, what I can lift and what I'm, like, able to do in one setting um, I don't like, I, I'm religiously on it in the sense that like, uh, I'll be on it for maybe two months at a time and then I'll take a month off. Cause you know, there's a lot of caffeine in it. So I get very, uh, uh, just like coffee. A lot of people like without it, like feel more tired regularly. Yeah. So like, I have to kind of train myself to be like, Hey, like you have to get off of it sometimes. Do you do any like, um, supplements after your workout? Like do you take protein powder? Or anything? Um, I used to. I used to take uh, protein powder. Uh, I have it, like, in my apartment. I just don't use it because, uh, I don't know, I don't really, like, feel like I need it at the moment. Like, I don't think the my goal is to get any bulkier in that, like, like, I don't need to gain weight. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I yeah. used to take protein, it was because, like, I wanted to gain weight. So I don't really need it right now. Um, but, yeah, that's the kind of stuff. Uh, so anything new with me other than, I mean, like, let me think. Uh, so... This week, I had my first exam. It went, eh, not not bad, not good, just okay. But you know, that's all the first set exams go for. I, I I'm weird in the sense that like uh, the first exam for me usually every semester goes badly because I don't know how the setup's gonna be. I don't know how like, uh, I don't know like what kind of like what kind of. Uh, exam I'm going to get like some when you get used to a professor you start to realize that like when they put all of the above it's always all of the above oh yeah that's like 95% of the time that's what I'm saying is like there's just like like subtle things that like I start to figure out as the year goes along and after the first exam I really catch on to that yeah I feel like for me at least it comes like first exam I'm like all right how hard is this class going to be yeah how much time do I have to put in exactly these exams right and it's either like a wake-up call or like it's just kind of like a Nice realization that it's going to be a smooth yeah. ride. Not, yeah. not a lot of worries on this front from this <laughs> class. So I get that, but hopefully all goes well for you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm in the class with uh, Russ and, and Erica. So That's nice. That's yeah, nice. yeah, it's pretty chill. But, uh, um, And speaking of Erica, it was her birthday a couple days ago. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, she's turned the old 21. Congratulations, Erica. We shouted you out on the show. Happy belated birthday. Yep. Um, all right, so moving on to sports. Uh, so it was just Super Bowl weekend. I hope you had a good Super Bowl weekend. What, did you have laryngitis before that, or? I was starting to. Oh, it was starting day. to hit. That was like day one. Towards later in the night, my voice was starting to get a little raspy. Ah. Um, I just was feeling, <coughs> I was feeling under the weather, but I did not think I was sick. I thought I was just recovering from a long night. From the night before. Right, right, right. I get that. I get that. Fair enough. Um, so my Super Bowl weekend was the most successful I've had in college so far in the sense of like how many people came and what we like provided. Usually like every Super Bowl, uh, you know, Sunday, uh, me and my friend like to host a thing and like we get the food and uh, like freshman year we invited everyone on my like dorm floor. And even if they didn't like football, they came for the food, right? So it was cool. Like, it was a cool environment to, like, get people to come. Sophomore year, uh, it was kind of funny because sophomore year, 
uh, my roommate uh, was like like uh, boycotting the NFL at the time because he was so mad about the refs that year because of just a lot of different things with the Steelers or that's a Steelers fan. And he was just really upset. So he was like, you know, what? I'm not watching the Super Bowl this year. So like I actually had to do it alone and host a thing. And it was it was really funny. Um, and that went well. Third year, we hosted our, our apartment and I bought a bunch of food. It was it was mainly me who bought a lot of the food. Uh, and it was solid, um, but the Super Bowl was terrible. Like it was like the Rams versus Patriots, the Patriots, and that yeah. game was awful. So like, like even like you can try to make a good environment, but the game was bad, and the commercials weren't great. So that made it really lame. And then you know, fast forward to this last Super Bowl weekend, we had like fifteen people there, um, and it was more of like a, a potluck kind of thing, you know, where everyone brings their own yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what makes it nice. Thing. Yeah, yeah, because I. I like it's it was I felt like it was cool of me to be like just buy everything but like then I realized like I'm host like I feel like I'm doing too much and I don't have the money that I used to or well, something too, happened. When people do potluck then they usually take their stuff with them when they leave less dishes you have to do. That's facts. That's actually so, facts. Yeah. Yeah, that's always nice. So we had like it was funny to see how many um you know, I don't know what it is about with uh white people and uh their crock pots, but there was like four of them. Oh, like, my dad has like seven yeah i remember one year for christmas he got three one from me yeah one from my aunt and uncle and then just another one just somewhere else yeah i just i before college like i, I don't think i've ever actually seen one and then i realized how many like how many people like rely on that for like their daily cooking like, oh yeah so like there was like we had one full of um like chicken and cheese what do you call it i don't even know buffalo uh wing dip or whatever and then there was one with um, I don't know, pork. We we made pulled pork. And That's delicious. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty sick. And then I bought, like, I, because I don't like to cook. So, like, I just, I, my thing was, like, I brought, like, I bought, like, 40 wings from, from, like, the Pizza Hut Wing Street or whatever. And it was, like, it was solid. There was, like, a ton of different <clears throat> stuff. And it was, it was, uh, and the Super Bowl wasn't boring. The commercials weren't boring. Um, but I guess the biggest thing from that Super Bowl Sunday was, was my friend Nick. You know, two years ago, uh, I don't know exactly. It was probably when Jimmy Garoppolo, after like his first season, after you know he played like half the season for the 49ers, but he was traded there. Uh, you know he made a bet with me, thinking that the 49ers would win the Super Bowl in a two-year span. And and when I say, "Ha, you were wrong," and it, it couldn't have gotten any, it, it couldn't have gotten any closer. He will say, but to me, as I tweeted at him after I won, it was the easiest money I've ever made. I'd do it again. Uh, $100 to the bank account. Thank you for paying for uh, Valentine's Day. Kim appreciates it. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, I'm glad enough to be paying him $100 because we like I came in second place in fantasy and he came in first and he won like 230 and I only won 60. So that was really upsetting. But, you know, I digress. Now I get to take some of his winnings away. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, won't you now be like the real winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I actually kind of like get more money overall than he does. Yeah. He does have a trophy, but like, Whatever, like yeah, whatever. He, yeah, whatever. He also like traded all his draft capital in our because like, it's like a dynasty league for this one year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, either way, uh, so your Super Bowl weekend? Uh pretty good. I was unfortunately not able to watch all of the game. I had to leave after the halftime performance for work? my watch party. No, did I have work? I had a paper due Monday. Oof. Completely forgot about it. Right. And, um, it wasn't that bad. It's just I had to watch two TV shows and write this critique and right. comparison analysis between the two shows. Is really it DCL, 
503. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. hard to do that while watching the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, you know, did that, knocked it out. Who do you have? Done. What was that? Who do you have? Sarah Adams. Yeah, and, I like. Uh, I have Sarah. Now. I have Sarah for one of my BCA classes right now. Yeah. First time. She's cool. No, very cool lady. Had her before. We have a funny memory from the last day of school last semester. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No, I'm not going to share it for the air. Oh. Not today, but uh, just me and her. We have a we <laughs> have a, like we have a previous relationship from other classes, and Got it. Uh, yeah, we just the first time we saw each other this year, uh, we just kind of were like, "Hey, how's it going?" She's in a wheelchair because um, she broke her ankle. Yeah, yeah, she talks about that a and, lot. Yeah, 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 and um, I was asking how she's doing, and she's like, "Oh, good." And she made a joke that I was doing a lot better than the last time she'd seen me. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, just a little funny story behind that. Okay. For another day. Right, right. Say less. Okay. Um. So, other than Nick, you know, losing $100, which is still hilarious, because I have written Nick and just a lot of ha-has, because, you know, lol. Um, CMU gets a ring, by the way. I mean, it was going to happen one way or another. And, of course, Eric Fisher, the guy that I said was the least of the two tackles, gets it. But that's fine. He had the, he had the better team, I guess, right? Um, so Eric Fisher, uh, you know, gets a ring. Joe Staley, 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl. Big sad for CMU there. But, you know, bright side, we get a ring. Um, the score was 20 to 31 Chiefs. Um, it was, it was pretty, uh, I know you said you missed part of it, but, uh, did you watch like a, a recap or anything about it? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I saw the like some like the highlights, like basically the highlights. Yeah, yeah. like the misthrow by Jimmy G. And yeah, yeah, that one made me uh, laugh because I there was a point in that game where I was I, well, there was throughout the whole game I was like, if you just make Jimmy G throw the ball, like you'll win because Jimmy G is okay at best to me, and he like his stats were twenty for thirty one, one touchdown, two interceptions. Right, like it's not great. Um, and you'd be all like, well, Pat Mahomes didn't play his best game. You're right, but, like, I think he faced a better defense, technically. Like, he threw for, you know, 26 for 42, 286 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, and a rushing touchdown, which was like a – that what a man. Pat Mahomes literally – He took that hit in the first half, fumbled the ball out of bounds, and he got up. Uh, and the, 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 the corner got injured, yeah. Yeah, the dude was like – it was crazy. Or the safety, I think it was Jimmy Ward. Yeah, he got injured. Yeah, uh, either yeah Jimmy Ward or Justin Reed, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, something I heard. I'm not somebody. Yeah, number twenty. Yeah, yeah. Defensive back, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty live play like that, and I and I think like if you look at the playoffs overall, like the Chiefs, that's what the Chiefs have been doing to people is like they they just like like Pat Mahomes will get real hot and then start flexing on people, and then they just roll along with they. There's something about his energy that just makes that offense click. Yeah. Like, um, and it was really weird because that first half, I w- it was like it ended up being 10-10. And in my mind, I was like, the, the Chiefs' offense hasn't looked like the Chiefs' offense at all. And when that fourth quarter rolled around, I was all like, after that big throw to um, it was to Tyreek Hill, you know, for like 40 yards down the field. And it was like probably the biggest play. That, well, top two. Biggest throws of the game. Um, and it was it just kind of sparked everything. Like. They were down. Uh, I think it was it was tw- it was twenty to ten, and a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, I think the 49ers can lock it up. They just got to play defense and run the ball." And guess what? Kyle Shanahan doesn't do. Uh, run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what happened when he was the OC for the Falcons in the Super yeah. Bowl, twenty-eight to three. Yeah. 
and he ran the ball four times in the second half. In the second half, four total times. When you have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, and they were both like pretty, like they were both pretty hot that season. So yeah, and four times <laughs> in the second half, you can't run it. Um, offensive line, like I mean, it's getting beat on pass rushes. Yeah, different blitz combos by the end of it. Yeah, uh, crazy to think that. You know, this is the second time this has happened to him. You'd think he just, after the first time he'd commit to the run, he looked like he was so dedicated, just nothing but the run in the first half. Yeah. Uh, they were running for, I think it was like eight yards per, per carry. That's how good that offensive line was moving people. And mm-hmm. yet they were all like, you know what, let's... I think they ended up with like 31 passes or something like that or some, and like 20 rushing attempts. Like, something like that. I don't know. But it was definitely like one greater than the other by a, a, a deficit. So... Um, who do you think gets back to the Super Bowl next year? Who has a higher chance? Out of them, t- out of those two, uh, definitely Pat Mahomes. Um, you can't like count him out. He was the MVP of the league a year ago, Super Bowl MVP this year. Like he, he's just riding on a on a very like I don't know. It's it's scary like to think that like he's only I don't know what twenty three, twenty four years old, and he's already you know. He he's doing things that like when Aaron Rodgers started being popular, like and everyone was like, "Oh, they're gonna be great for a long time." Like it's looking like that right now. You know what I mean? But then they obviously the Packers choke because of the Packers. And thank God. Um. What about like you don't think like next year maybe the Ravens will give them a run for their money? Oh well, I'm not okay. So the Ravens, I'm I'm not saying that the Ravens don't like they they have a they have a young team and they they have a lot of talent, right? Um, I guess my biggest thing with the Ravens is in any big game so far in Lamar Jackson's career, he's he's I think he's over five in terms of bowl games and playoff appearances. Oh and five in total. He has not won a single one of those. I mean, I don't really care about bowl games that much, but like that's a stat people bring up, and I'm like, that's kinda interesting. Like, why? Is it cause like it's like that it's like the stage is too big? Or, I mean, I say this year was more like they were rusty a little bit. That's what I saw. Yeah, that's what you said um, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, like I said, the Ravens have, like, talent. They have uh, their defensive players. A lot of them are staying. Um, their offensive players are all, like, under contract. So, like, they, like, I think their offensive line may take a hit because I think, like, some of them are retiring or, like, one of them, Marshall Yonda or whatever, I think he might be retiring. Yeah. He's been in the NFL forever. So, uh I don't know, like, and and the only thing you do with a young team is get better, right? You can just add people. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what their most glaring, probably a pass rusher. They need probably more. I know they have like a good defense, uh, like a good defensive unit, but they don't have like a an elite player that I can go. Like you can't be like if you say like, oh, but you know Marcus Peters is elite. I'm like, all right, I guess. Like I don't know. I don't want that to be my elite player. Yeah, I mean you can't. Rely on your defensive backs all the time. They're definitely going to get beat at some point. Right, right. To get to the quarterback. Yeah. So I don't know. The Ravens. Don't get me wrong. Like they're good, and it was surprising to see them get knocked out in the first round. So we'll see what happens with the Ravens. I, you know, who knows? Um, I think the Steelers are, for next year, are going to be scary. If you think about how young their unit is, especially on the defensive side, and them actually going to have a quarterback with Big Ben coming back, and it's kind of like a, it's a very like a redemption story kind of thing. Like they, they had like so much talent that, and every game they played, they, they played like to the fourth quarter, but their offense couldn't do anything. James Conner was injured. Everybody like Juju Smith Schuster was injured. Like it was just, 
Like, I watched all their games, and I was thinking to myself, like, if this team had, like, okay of an offense, they'd be a playoff team. So, like, they're on the rise. Um, the Broncos, in my mind, on the rise. I really like uh, what's my boy out of uh, the quarterback. Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, my boy Drew Locke with, with his singing on the sideline and his, his gunsling, Cortland Sutton. I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of the young teams that I'm like, will arise, and then it makes me kind of go, like, will my Bears, can, can they do that? No. Yeah, no. What? No. I, I don't know. Is it? I don't know if it's possible. I saw this thing, Mariota, maybe going to the Bears. I mean, every, like, there's, I've been hearing rumors about Mariota, Cam Newton. Like, there's just been everything. And, like, you, you can just imagine, like, people say, like, bring back Jay Cutler. Like, some of those, there's, there's a, there's, like, a, a solid maybe 100 people who probably say that on Twitter. I swear. And it's just scary. Like, just the amount of, like, different takes I get from uh, Bears Twitter. But it's all takes. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, it's not up to us. Um, Either way, back to what we were talking about before. Uh, oh, wait, I have a quick question for you. Yeah, hit me with uh, it. So you're talking about the Steelers. What do you think is more likely? Uh, who do you think's? Yeah, wh- what do you think is? I'm going to cut this. What do you think is more likely to happen? Who joins the Steelers next season? Tom Brady or Antonio Brown? Oh, like okay, so, well, both neither. Uh, definitely neither, but... Um, what is more likely to me, it would be Tom Brady in the sense that like, I think the Steelers organization wants to keep as far away from Antonio Brown as possible. Like that guy's like a, like a grenade and he'll explode at any moment and then somehow reform and then explode again. It is a, just like a constant grenade explode. He's literally just a bomb. He's actually terrible. Like he's, I, I, I don't know. Like the, the, like <laughs> to think where if you would have asked me like three years ago, like. Antonio Brown, like, is he going to be a Steeler forever? Absolutely. Like, Hall of Famer. Now I'm like, I don't know. Like, he has a lot of good stats, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough. Um, and to see, like, an athlete, like, have such a decline in everything. Like, he was cut off two teams. No, cut off. Oh, I guess he was traded, cut off a team, and then joined a team, and then cut off again. But it's just a lot of stuff happened. And him on social media is kind of a joke. Um I don't know. Recently, I think he, a Steelers, like a a, a a radio show in Pittsburgh was like, uh, had, you know, added him on Twitter and been all like, we missed having you on the show. Would you be willing to come back? And he's like, absolutely, let's do it. And he went back there and he apologized for a lot of the stuff he did, right? But he still attacked Juju Smith-Schuster. For some reason, he just hates that guy. And it's so funny because like Juju Smith-Schuster is like 21 now. And when he joined the league, he was 19. And he's just like a kid who like literally like flosses and does all like these. He's an, he's an he's an e-boy who plays football. No, I like <laughs> Juju, but I mean, I don't know. I think. Wait, wait. Are you on the. I'm not saying like he has the right to flame him, but I do think Juju is kind of a little overconfident. What? <laughs> wait. I mean, like going into the season. Well, I know he didn't have a what quarterback. Is he... Wait but... a minute. Time out. Wait, what are your takes? Are you about to say that Juju Smith-Schuster is a bad or a, like. No, is I'm, in the wrong in this no, situation? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm all I'm saying is that I will, I'm just cutting Antonio Brown a little bit more slack. Oh man! When it comes to him, what? When it comes to him I'm saying dead. anything regarding <laughs> um, his, Antonio Brown's impact yeah. on Juju Smith-Schuster's stat line as a teammate. I don't think Juju Juju's been nothing but like respectful. I no, think. no, I get that, but like, I still like anytime Antonio wants to be like, your numbers are good because I was on the other side. Yeah, of you, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it because like when I think of the story, it's it's funny because like one time Antonio Brown put like 
a DM that like Juju had sent when he was in college. To, yeah, like, like asking him. Yeah, jokes. how to be. Yeah, yeah. So like there was that. There is like you know Juju always like being very respectful to. I it always just seemed like he's being respectful. So like to think that Antonio Brown would even attack a person like that, and it's obviously because Antonio Brown's ego is so big that he thinks that like I need I am the number one receiver all the time, and I don't know. It just makes me laugh and. uh I don't know that. I mean, but interesting. I mean, I don't know if I can cut him in any slack, especially because like, all right, so you're dealing with a, you know, 19, 20 year old kid and you're like 28, 27 and you're, and you're like this all pro pro bowl receiver and you're just going to be all like, Hey, you shouldn't be that confident. What? No, he's no, your no. teammate. No, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't be that and, confident. And wasn't he, didn't he have a good year? He had like over a thousand yards that year. No. Yeah. He definitely had some good seasons. Like his first two, his like yeah. rookie and sophomore yeah. year. And this was just his third season. Right. And he had... It was a down year, but he... See, my argument is... I don't... Okay, so I do think that Juju Smith-Schuster is a better wide receiver, two than a one, personally. So, like, I can see what you mean in being, like, overconfident, I guess. But I think that um, Juju uh, was injured for part of the season, so his stats would go down. Obviously, he's not playing. He had Mason Rudolph to throw him the ball, and then the Duck. Come on. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like everyone was so confident Juju was basically going to be as good as Antonio Brown because sometimes he'd play better than Antonio Brown. Yeah, okay. Okay, I, I, okay, I get what you're saying. And keep, going, so, keep going. So, I, and I get why Antonio Brown would be mad by that yeah, yeah. because he wasn't facing, like, the same types of coverage. And uh, yeah. now, that, now that he has kind of gotten a little bit of a taste, I feel like, I don't know. I get. I don't know. I just get it a little bit. I feel like Antonio Brown's just kind of being like, "Yeah, you see what it's like, you know, like right, you're, so, you're good, but like, and I don't yeah. know, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not really meaning to say it to Juju, but like, because he obviously Juju's not the one who came out and said all that stuff. Right, right. But it's almost like he's saying it the to, Steelers to the Steelers fans, peop- yeah, yeah, to yeah. Like everyone else who was like, "Oh, we don't need you. We have him." Right, right, yeah. I get what you're saying now because okay, so I have like a friend who's a Steelers fan, obviously, and. Um, you know, whenever, obviously when, Ju- when Juju and Antonio played together, like Antonio gets double covered. So like, obviously the coverage would be really easy for Juju to, you know, it's just one corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, obviously without Antonio Brown, he would receive the, the, the most priority of everyone, you know, like he would, like he would face the number one corners of the league. So like, that's different. And it was funny cause at the end of the year, um, when Antonio and Juju played together last season and Antonio Brown wanted out, Steelers fans were like, but Juju was their, their clear number one. He he got he had more yards, he had this and that, and I get what you're saying now. Um, and those Steelers fans are A, crazy. Yeah. And B, I, they're stupid. They're just dumb. Because if you think that Juju Smith-Schuster will be a better receiver than Antonio Brown, Knowing what Antonio Brown has accomplished in his short career, especially as, like, a sixth-round draft pick out of Central Michigan University. Like, what? And Juju went to, like, USC. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, it. I don't know. The story, it, like, I'm, I'm against Antonio Brown's antics, but the player that he is on the field is definitely better than Juju. Um, okay. Uh, but, yes, Tom Brady first. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, I have written Andy Reid. Definitely, like, he was a Hall of Famer before this. Like, the Super Bowl win, in my mind. And this just solidifies it. In my, it just... Yeah, I mean, he's definitely getting in the Hall of Fame. I I always was, like, hoping that he'd never win a ring. 
What? All right, go ahead. Uh, Why? Just because. What is the walrus? He I, eats cheeseburgers, uh, bro. I, I've never really been a big Andy Reid fan. Why not? Uh, what is okay? I, I don't know. I you just, just not like big people. No, I don't mind that. Oh um, man, it's just takes Jimmy Young's job now. Hates Andy Reid. All right, it's a take, bro. <laughs> it's just I just feel like everyone was always just like riding his ah his yeah his I, saddle on his back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, really? Yeah, and like I mean, he just really didn't have like a lot of success to show for it. He had the one NFC Championship. And mm-hmm. then, like, Super Bowl appearance with the Eagles, they mm-hmm. lose to the Patriots. Yeah, but then... they lose because Terrell Owens was, like, had, like, a broken leg, and so did Donovan McNabb, and they still played through that game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of things yeah. that factored into that game that they lost. Anyways, they still lost. They, they still lost. Made, never made it back, either. Uh, That's fair. But they also, like, their team kind of broke, like, Terrell Owens, like, left, pretty much, like, after that, so. But, yeah. But, uh, and, yeah, I mean, he just never really was able to do a lot of stuff. Uh, his remaining years in Philadelphia, as far as like repeating his previous success, goes to Kansas City, consistently underperforms, and then he gets Patrick Mahomes, and I mean now they're looking like he took you know, he took an Alex Smith that was like like at his best, okay, and made him look pretty good though when he first got Al- to Kansas City. Alex Smith looked as good as Alex Smith did when he was with the Forty ers and took him to. Well, well, he would have been the one taking him to the Super Bowl. He just didn't get that concussion that allowed Colin Kaepernick to take over the role. Right, right. So, like, he got replaced, and then here comes Alex Smith, like, you know, being replaced by this new, you know, phenomenal quarterback at the time, you know, and what does he do? Wins a ton of games, goes to the playoffs. I mean, I'm well, no, but is it? I think they're the perfect pair. <laughs> okay, I think like the clock management that Andy Reid like like that's like a joke that everyone has, and it's true. Like he's terrible at clock well, management. Like, I, like even I was watching the Super Bowl, and it's like it's like third and thirteen. Andy Reid throws it behind the line of scrimmage. There, I I think like, I remember that play. Like, it was, it was like my a... friends would joke about that. Oh, third and thirteen, let's throw it behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, like that's Andy Reid's style of play. <laughs> like, and it's just so funny to me. And I was hoping, I just was hoping that man would be. So great. Everyone would just, like, be saying... Because I felt like, like yo, you have to be nice to the guy because he's such a nice guy. And you, right. You personally, like, hope... That he's the, he's always the underdog when it comes to, like, Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what's crazy to me is that, like, Bill Belichick, yes, has the rings, right? Like, he does. But Bill Belichick, coaches that are under him that become head coaches have terrible records. But everyone who's under, like, in Andy Reid, like, his tree... Amazing, John See, Harbaugh. You know Matt Nagy. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much. That's what I'm saying. That'd be funny. That like everybody all these other else people win Super Bowls. <laughs> just not so came from underneath you. Right. But you can't win one yourself. That is. I That's, mean, it's funny. I guess because like I like I'm like all right. I respect the fact like yeah, Bill Belichick can win all these Super Bowls. None of his like mentors can. That's because like. I don't know, I feel like he's an ultra competitor who doesn't want to give away his secrets. <laughs> right. Whereas Andy Reid's, like, trying to be a really good teacher, and he's, like, too nice right. to... That's what I'm talking about. He's, like, he's, like the nice guy who, like, like, you, like take you always want to win, but, like, never can because he's too nice. He's just the nice guy you steal answers from on an exam. You're like, thanks, man. Like, yeah, and, then, sure. and then you then you snitch on him, like, hey, he cheated on yeah, me. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, like, you know, like, hey, you kind of, like, bully the guy into doing your paper. Right, right. And then you get it, like, published. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, yeah. And he's just, like, hoping you're going to do the right thing. Right. But he's just going to 
He's going to sit there with his mustache, hiding the frown on his face. Oh, man. He's, but so he's going to be clapping there for you. You're just going to think he's... Andy Reid is such a gentle human being. I already know it. I think, personally, like, I would say if he didn't have Pat Mahomes in, like, this young, he would retire right now. But because, like, you've been playing in the NFL for, like, st- like it was, like, 21 years. I do think you should definitely, like... He should ride this out. No, he, de- he that's what I'm saying. Is like, you can't jump off the the bandwagon now like you're you're on there you're leading this ship and you have a great quarterback to play with so um it's pretty funny um all right it's so moving on from andy reed the halftime show i think uh needs to be mentioned and as i have written down hips don't lie baby that's facts shakira absolutely killed the halftime show murdered it fantastic i couldn't lie i don't think i've thought about shakira you know, since Hips Don't Lie, like that song, like I like I know she makes other music and I've heard it, but like I've never been all like Shakira, man. Like you, you talk about like people who are like older but are still attractive women. Like you have like obviously like J Lo was her co-host, right? But you people talk about J Lo all the time, like Jennifer Aniston. You know what I mean? Like you have all like um, Hayek. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Selma Hayek. Yeah, yeah. Like you have like those people. People don't talk about Shakira enough. Now they are. Yeah. Absolutely, she killed that. I've murdered it. Yeah, no, my frat brother Briar, he uh, he wanted to hear She Wolf. Like he's like, that's what his request was. First song, he's like, I want to hear She Wolf, and that was her first song that she sang. Yeah, feels good. So he was pretty stoked about that. Uh, but yeah, I, it was okay. I liked it, but I mean, I'm not like over here swooning. Oh, absolutely, Shakira I am swooning. Jennifer here. Lopez. When I well, I I wasn't really impressed by J Lo. Uh, it's funny because there was a bet on this, you know, gambling website. That my friend does, and it was like, will J Lo show ass cleavage? And it was like a plus three hundred or plus four hundred. It was an easy bet. Like he won that because, like, of course she was. Like who? Why? Like that halftime show is like thirty minutes. Like she could show ass cleavage for one second, and he gets that money. And that that yeah. that's an easy bet. It was crazy. It's so funny. Um, is there like a level of like, or what? I don't know how that works. So how do you measure that? That's what we were like 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 debating about because like like at what i think the first outfit she wore wasn't enough but the second one and definitely the third one there was enough um so there was like multiple moments where like you know it was enough you know what i mean um we had like googled what is ash cleavage and i think there was enough yeah based off the, the google definition oh, I, i'm sure it was enough basically yeah. so <laughs> right right Best moment though is where they're like both like turned to like their like their backs to the camera. They're both shaking, you know, and they just turn around at the same time. I'm like, wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like all over the internet. It's fantastic. And I, I feel like a lot of people were hoping that would have been a longer like three to five seconds. All right. Absolutely, I agree. That's fair. I I think people were expecting it like almost like 27 minutes of that. It was funny because like my friends like will Shakira twerk, and I'm all like Shakira's too classy. And she didn't twerk. She just shaked her hips. That's not twerking. She did a lot of belly dancing as well. Yeah. Classic. She plays a lot of instruments. She does. Yeah. I thought, well, I was debating on if it was, like, fake. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, people who perform, obviously, like, just can go, like, the, you know, like, start making their hands do things and pretend that they're playing and some music can play. You know what I mean? But, you know, to my knowledge, it's real. You know? Yeah. Seemed real to me. So. Right. Um... But yeah, halftime show was cool. Um, and then the Chiefs parade. Last thing I've written about the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've seen any of it. 
Oh, I saw a little bit of it, yeah. Travis Kelsey, pretty uh, pretty slammed. And nice coat. Yeah, yeah. He, man, that guy's a... He should have got it in red, though. I don't understand. Like, yeah. Why do you have it in that green? That didn't make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to judge his outfit. I just thought his his just yelling at the... It's funny because like, his brother, like Jason Kelsey or whatever... Dressed up like the Sultan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was yelling. And there was like a video where it was like both of them like back-to-back doing with... like giving their speeches and they're very similar people in the sense that when they get drunk they just like yell and say how everyone didn't believe in them hilarious i think yeah no i definitely liked the video of him doing like the luge off the lombardi yeah, trophy yeah. and i liked his whole like <laughs> fight for your right to lombardi like i thought that was cool <laughs> yeah. but i don't know like he said it like i don't know however many times he said it listen he's drunk you yeah, understand right. when the, you're drunk. The, the first time it was cool. The second time it was like, all right. But like every other time, it was like that's many times too many. <laughs> okay, I respect that. Um, there was a video of Pat Mahomes throwing a football at one of the fans. Oh, and he ran into the sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I ran into like the the meter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Pat Mahomes like tweeted like, "Is that Is dude okay?" Because okay? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. imagine like turning to like run full speed to catch a ball, just like meeting a a. a but what what is essentially like a pole of iron like that is oh yeah that's funny <laughs> that's just... it was funny um I didn't realize that like that was Pat Mahomes who tweeted that at first too <laughs> yeah. and, like threw the ball but, yeah yeah uh, that guy's gonna be like telling that story for us that's his life. Like, oh it's so cool man. he's gonna like he's gonna have it like implanted in his chest like it was here like this is where I hit the pole <laughs> that's so fun. like that's your biggest moment in history congratulations um but yeah the Chiefs parade pretty cool um. I always look at these parades and see when people come, and it's like, wow, like, you know, uh, which, by the way, did you know that Kansas City is in Missouri? Yeah. Oh, just making sure. I don't know. I don't know if everyone, everyone knows that. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know how many people live in Kansas City exactly. Like, I don't know the population. Um, but whenever I think about, like, parades, I think about, like, the parades I've been to in Chicago. And they're, like, two million people. You know what I mean? And it's like everybody's there. It feels like, but like in reality, like two million people doesn't even is is like half of Chicago, Kansas City. It's like a million people are there, and that's everybody. Like that's you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I heard they have great barbecue. Kansas. Oh, probably. I mean, I, what else you got there? Yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. They do. Oh, like I don't know. You know, Kansas City, bro. Um, but uh, that will do it for the Super Bowl weekend. Uh, and now we move on to a new segment uh, that I've created, especially for my new co-host. Um, and it is the Smoke Show of the Week. Why don't you give us the uh, Urban Dictionary definition? The Urban Dictionary defines an Instagram baddie as a baddie who is Instagram famous for being a baddie. Famous for being beautiful, spreading trends, having on-point brows, and an unspoken confidence. Absolutely. So now to the show, wel- welcoming this new segment, the Smoke Show of the Week. And my friend and co-host, Chase y- Amley, will be uh, presenting uh, his Instagram baddie of the week. All right, go ahead. You Take this away. It's all you, man. All right, this week, the week yeah. before Valentine's Day. I got to see it. I got to see it, too. Our Instagram baddie of the week is Cindy Prado. Cindy Prado. Yeah, I don't know where she's from. Right. She looks Brazilian, kind of. Um, wow. I think she's in Miami right now for a photo shoot. I, I should be in Miami as well. Um, wow. Yeah, keep going. That's all right. Uh, That's a strong start. And what is her at on Instagram? Uh, 
It's just her name, Cindy Prada. All right, that's all. Fa- that's cool. How many yeah. followers does this chick? Uh, let's see, one million followers. Wow, she's got over thirteen hundred posts. Right. Uh, just to give her a description, she has a blonde hair. Yep. A fair but tan skin tone. Right. Uh, I have a she looks like a model. Uh, and that's exactly what she is. Uh. Her eyes appear to be, I don't know, it looks kind of like a, colors. It looks like kind of like a blue. Um, uh, but she likes to wear swimsuits, it looks like. Oh, yeah. It looks like nothing but swimsuits, actually. I think that she actually lives on a beach. There's no way that she has any other kind of clothes. Uh, oh, there is a picture of her on a horse. That's on a beach. Once again, she just lives on a beach, bro. Actually, no joke. She, she's a, a cla- your classic surfer chick. You ever, you ever, you know. Thinking about a surfer, surfer girl, you look up Cindy. Yeah. Oh, she's signed with Elite Miami, so. Who's that? Let's find out. I don't know what Elite Miami it's, is. Oh, it's a modeling agency. Ah, yep, that yeah. makes sense. Good job. Good Good for you, Cindy. Get, get your bag. And they have not as many followers as her, but they still have, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, over 250K. All right, so a serious question. Like, you know, oh, you see these people. She has the blue check next to her name. Ah, she's verified. Yeah. Say less. Even better. So you see the like these 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 smoke shows, you know what I mean? And you, you go through your life and like where are they? Like, well this one's in Miami. Right, right. And is it like, are we not is Mount Pleasant now where the smoke show's at? What's up? Uh I would I don't know. I mean like I feel like Have you ever walked past a girl and like that's a smoke show? In Mount Pleasant? Yeah, yeah, like yes. a but like a top like you know what I'm saying? Like like that. I think I'm going to describe it like something to do with like environmental science. So, um, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's something I, like environmental science. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like, right, go ahead, bro. Uh, and like how you describe like ecology. Okay. Like there's a high like species density. Okay. But like not like a very high like diversity. Okay. So, there's like a high density of like just like girls who are like you know that range from different various levels of like uh what people define as beauty yeah yeah and then a very low density of that population <laughs> like meaning like a total number is what we would have the urban dictionary definition you know someone who fits the description right. of, of a Smoke show. Instagram baddie yeah, yeah. or smoke show. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like that's kind of it. Like all about population density and He's using words. Like you're actually I, I had a class last semester <laughs> where we talked about like species and the rainforest. That's so... And there's like it was the rainforest. We don't have a rainforest here. That's well, our problem, I was bro. We're just talking about how there's a lot of different plants, but there's not a <laughs> there's like a lot of different types, but not a lot of like the same type. Like there's just like little like small population right. groups. But I think like we have like one main population group and then like these like I also groups. think it's really funny. I've had class with you once. No, twice. And in our comm class, it was funny to see how much like you retained the information. Like you actually like I think You we, hated that class. I did. Yeah, I, I just loved I despised that class. I don't know why. It was it was I just I didn't vibe with the professor very well. I think she was trying to make a lot of jokes that weren't funny to me. She reminded me of someone I met last year. Right. And like to a T, like if my friend when she turns like however old our professor is. Yeah. I would not be surprised if shout out Mallory. Her name's Mallory, my friend. Yeah. Unless shout out the professor. No, no, Doctor no. Leslie Withers. Oh man, 
What are you doing? You're giving me a D. I don't know. I'm just gonna change my grade like uh, a semester later. Um, but no, um, that's funny. Um, but yeah, she's she. I mean, she's okay. I I didn't like hate. Like, I didn't hate the class. I just didn't love it. Um, yeah. I also felt like it was very like it was like I'm not a big fan of classes where it's like a lot of talking and then like you know. Yeah, I don't always like to share my input, but I like to listen to other people. Yeah, and I like. I don't know. I just liked her. She reminded me of someone I like. Right. Uh. It was. I thought it was a fun class. Cause you I would, so we'd have class, and then we have our second class right after it, and you'd be all like, "So what'd you think about that interpersonal?" Like you'd be all like so excited to talk about it. I yeah, mean, I, just, I learned so much about myself, <laughs> and like it's, it was so crazy. He's like, like soul searching. He actually wanted to make this calm as minor. Like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of do still. I'm, like, I'm gonna like, <laughs> like I'm thinking about dropping the sport management major, right, into a minor, and then right. just find, like tagging on some calm. Right, right. I mean, I'm a calm minor. I like. I like most of the professors, so it's pretty cool. But um, but that was the smoke show of the week. Expect another one next week. Cindy Prado. Cindy Prado, thank you for being a smoke show. Absolutely. Uh, follow us back. Uh, I don't have Instagram, but if you have Twitter, Cindy Prado, yeah, you can just, you can DM me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kim would be okay with that. I have Instagram. It's private. It's my name, Chase Amley. Right. It's C-H. private. What do you have on there? Uh, is it, like, is it like a Finstagram or is it like an Instagram? No, it's just, no, all right, so the reason it's private is because it used to be public, would let anyone follow. One time I saw this random account was following me, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be my mom with a fake account. Like, oh, like a, shout out to moms. Stop And it. I was like, oh, that's weird. So I made it private, made her unfollow, like, right. block that account, and... Wait, but did she make, like, a random account to follow you? Like... Not necessarily, no, it wasn't like a random account. But it was her, it was, it was her. like a her account, but she didn't make her username, like, her something, name. her name. Mm-hmm. So, like, you had to go into the profile to see, like, their name and stuff. Right. And there wasn't any posts or anything, so I was just kind of like, oh, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's my mom. And I, yeah. Shout out to moms, though, for real. That is hilarious. Imagine your mom being all like, what are you doing, Chase, and seeing all those photos of you doing, I don't know what you're doing, it's on private. Nothing, but, um, yeah, yeah no, she, she wanted me to share my location on my phone with her. And that's not something I want to do. I want her to share her location with me. Why? Just because. <laughs> but like, I, uh, what is what is this dynamic? Sometimes I'll be at home and like I'll I'll be out or like they'll like they'll be gone by the time I wake up or something like that. They'll not tell me what's going on and I try Who? to call and I can't get a hold of anybody. Who can, well, no, okay, let's say they're not there. Like if it was me, which it usually is, because a lot of people are gone by the time I wake up when I'm back home. I don't care. I just do my own thing. Why does it? Why does it? Why does it like affect you? And like, I gotta know where they are. Oh, it's just nice to know where they are because sometimes I'll be like, oh, like, do I want anything? Are they gonna be able to get it for me while they're out? How long is it gonna be before <laughs> they get that thing for me? Right. Okay. So it just determines like, do uh, I have to do stuff for myself, or can I get other people? <laughs> can I like, you know, show off my responsibilities on someone else? All right. Fair enough. That's kind of funny. I'll I'll take it. All right. So, moving on back to sports. All right. So. Obviously, the NFL is now coming, well, has come to a close. That, that is the end of this, this season. It was fun. There was a lot of highs, lows, especially as a Bears fan, lows, and a lot of in the in-between. A lot of new stars have arisen. You know, stars have left the game, uh, like Eric Weddle recently just retired, so that's pretty big. Um, but moving on to a new football season, a destiny, a journey, the XFL. I have found my team as well. Oh, I am ready to hear it, because if it isn't the New York Guardians, you can get out right now. Nope, it's not. It's the D.C. Defenders. 
They're going to take home the first championship. Who's on that team? A good group of men. <laughs> okay. I like that. The DC defend. Why did he, is the name? What, what is it? Nope. That? I just looked over the roster and they had like what I aspire to be the best roster. Uh, just, really? Yeah. Who's their quarterback? I, I looked at only quarterbacks. All right. Well, they have Tyree Jackson. Oh, the Buffalo kid. kid. Yep. I mean, I Cardale Jones. Ugh. That's all I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ty- I think Tyree Jackson has talent. Like, I remember watching him in Buffalo and thinking, this kid's yeah. crazy. And, but to think. They've got dudes at receiver. Dudes? Give me a dude who you think's a dude. All right. I like Simi Cobbs, wide receiver out of Indiana. I like Malachi Dupree, wide receiver out of LSU. Okay. No, that's fine. I, I mean, like, because the XFL is so weird because there's a lot of names of, like, Former players or players who never really made it to the game. So, they're like, like on my team, I really only know maybe six players. But the big one is Matt, you know, McGloin and his backup quarterback, formerly the U- UNC starting quarterback ahead of Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mark- Marquise Williams. Yeah, see, that's, like, not good to me. <laughs> Matt McGloin as... <laughs> What do you mean? Matt McGoin? What are you talking about? Bro, are you that Penn State legend? Are you kidding me, bro? I'm chilling. And I know what it's what's funny is like when I, the AFL was around, my team was the um the uh, Memphis uh what was it? The Memphis train or what the Memphis Express. The Memphis Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my team, right? Because Mike Singletary and their quarterback was uh uh Christian Hackenberg. I don't know what it is about Penn State quarterbacks, but I just tend to kind of, you know, root for them. But I don't like Penn State at all. Um, but uh, here we go again, and I'm going to I'm gonna ride and die with the Penn State quarterback again, Matt McGoin. Um, so the XFL, I think a lot of people don't know a lot about what, they're, what you're expecting this upcoming, because it's coming up literally the first game is tomorrow. So, you know, I don't know what you're doing on Saturday, but if it's not watching the XFL – and then you're not supporting the Kings of the North podcast. Like I can't lie. Um, but more importantly, New York Guardians play on Sunday against the Vipers, which, ha, get ready, Vipers. Easy dub for the e- Vipers. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, we're at 2, I think we're playing at 2 p.m. But um, some, some of the rules that I, that I think are important to note, in the XFL, there will be no extra points kicked. Um, so Good, the, kicking sucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, uh... Instead, there are three options post-touchdown score. Teams can go for one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, or three points from the ten-yard line. This means a team can score a nine, point, uh, nine points in one possession. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, that's one rule that's really different. Uh, another thing that they have written down is quicker games. They think that the NFL is really exciting and stuff, but it takes way too long to like get a game over. You know, people. I think America is very like time is money, so that kind of thing. So you only put put so much time into one thing. So that's quick, why no one likes baseball anymore. I mean, baseball is you know it's one of those Boring. sports. I well, going to the game is awesome. Yeah, but you can't watch it on TV. Too many commercials. There is, I will say that watching on TV, I tend to like maybe not off in an inning and wake up and there's still a game going on. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? So I feel that. I feel that. Um, so quicker games, uh, the game clock will be running uh, after an incompletion and any play uh, that is, you know, that even a play that goes out of bounds before the half. So 
uh, the the halftime is literally ten minutes, so everything's just accelerated. That's so expect the XFL to be maybe a two hour game total, which is a whole hour less, an hour an hour half less. But uh, the clear uh, and then they have written a clear definite defi- uh, a clear definition of a catch. Um, which is, I think, really important because the NFL has a lot of big issues with this. So, you know, what is a catch? It is still not clear in the NFL they have written, but the XFL aims to clear that up with a rule that does not require both feet and bounds to qualify as a catch. The XFL is hoping to eliminate the uncertainty surrounding catches by only requiring that a player touch the ground in bounds with a part of their body and then maintain control to make the act common to the game. Interesting. So you literally just have to catch it, and something has to touch the ground. Yeah, that's it. That sounds okay. I mean, I don't. I think that makes the XFL not as hard. Like any, like less. Like you don't have to be as talented because obviously, like finding those guys who can like toe tap and stuff is yeah. really hard. Well, so. I think it's. I'm hoping it's going to be like almost kind of like a college game. I want to see like high intensity, like yeah. fast paced offense. Um. Like high scoring. I think a part of me thinks it's gonna be college, like point like one point five. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be a little better than college, like in the sense of like talent, but it's gonna be very lackluster from what we expect on Sundays. Oh yeah, I mean I'm hoping it's gonna be this really fun like shootout Big Twelve style matchups, but yeah. In reality, I'm expecting like preseason football. <laughs> right. Like I think. Um, do you think the XFL will complete a whole season? The AFL did not. That's interesting. Uh, right? Yeah, I'll say yeah. They've got a lot of money in this. They've been planning this a little bit longer, I think. Longer, I think the owners are better. Any like They have like Jim McMahon doing it. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I mean, they got contracts with like ABC, Fox, ESPN. We got yeah. tomorrow at 2. Seattle Dragons coming to D.C. to take on my D.C. Defenders. Gonna eat up some dragons. Gonna defend the eat? city. Wow, eat up. Some, was that written or you just no? That I mean, wow, eat up. They some should dra- write it up though. Like eat up some up, dragons. Defend, defend the, the city. city. Oh man, that's that's actually hilarious. All right, so <clears throat> another rule they have is safer kickoffs and punts. I've actually seen one of the kickoffs, so it's it's really weird. Uh, I don't know how to. I don't want to. I don't want to like muff the explanation, but just know like the. The like uh, kickoff team has to wait at like is like twenty yards down the field from where the kick is being kicked off, and they have to wait until the ball is over their head before they can start running. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm it, really interested by this whole two forward passes thing. Oh yeah, I haven't even. I guess that one is is another one. So yeah, it's the next one. Sorry, I get a little ahead of myself. No, 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 it's okay. I, I mean, like through. kickoffs and punts. Who cares, right? But just know that a punt that lands in the uh the back of the end zone goes to thirty five. So it's kind of like like you don't want it. They they're trying to get people to go for it on fourth down more. Yeah. Um. But go ahead. What is the two forward passes? So you can pass the ball forward twice <laughs> as long as the first pass remains behind the line of scrimmage, which I don't really. Like, that kind of doesn't make much sense to me because... They do that anyway, don't they? Like, I... No, I mean, if you... uh, You can, like, pitch it backwards and then throw it but as long as you stay behind the line of scrimmage. But uh, in this, like, say you, I could line up as quarterback, like, maybe we'll say, like, seven yards deep in, like, a shotgun set. Right. And I could throw it to my running back 
who maybe like runs up four yards and um like to the right on like this little like up and out. Okay. And I can dump it off to him, but he's still behind the line of scrimmage. He could then have the opportunity to maybe throw it to like to a, a receiver, uh, to a down receiver the field. further downfield. So I guess the difference is that in the NFL, like you could you know, you can do like a flea flicker in the sense that like wh- whoever let you the quarterback can start with the ball and then pass it backwards or like yeah yeah like the quarter yeah you have to like to do a double pass in the NFL you have to throw it backwards, backwards yeah but in this like you could throw like a forward screen pass that stays behind the line of scrimmage and then throw make a double forward. pass interesting I mean so, I was, that, that's a little different yeah I wish they'd allow like just two passes at any time like you just like, no that'd be fun bro it would be fun but that's not football man come on create a new game. I think defenses have, like, enough to deal with with how offenses are allowed to do so many things now. Why? I'm assuming you really like offensive football. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. I... I'm i more of a defensive guy, so the idea that you're making the game harder for corners and, like... I'm not trying to make it harder for corners or anything, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you're... Come on, let's like let's break all the rules. Like, <laughs> what? Let's let's, yeah, let's like, break all. Like he just looks at me. Let's break all the rules. Like, I'm like what does that mean? <laughs> like, you? I mean, you're a whole different league. You know, they're they're like they don't want to be the NFL. They want to be better. Like, well, maybe like they can come up with like this new football that like won't cause people to be CTE for life. <laughs> we want, hey man. There's a great sport. It's called uh, what is it? Uh, Ultimate frisbee. They do stuff like that all the time. I think you'd actually like that if you watch stuff like that. I, I've actually seen an Ultimate Frisbee video recently that was, like, insane. Like, you can catch it and throw it as far as you want. Anybody, anybody catches it. So, that's oh, I yeah. think that's what you're looking for. But I, no, no, no. I want... I don't know, man. Either way. I'm, like, linking, like, rug, like something that's, like, a combination of, like... Have you ever seen rugby, rugby in person? No, not in person. I... It's not... It's... You... There's a lot more... Like, literally, someone gets the ball and gets hit immediately, pretty much... And then they, like, put the ball on the ground, and then they start again, and then they're all waiting, and then when they start again, they all hit the guy. It's really dumb. I can't lie. I've never – I've watched a game of rugby, and I – ugh, no. I watched it actually professionally one episode, like a, like a whole episode, a whole, like, uh, game, because there's, like, a the rugby, like, tournament, like the big – Yeah, like the big rugby seven. Yeah, I watched that, like, with England and, and whatever, and it was like, all right, whatever, like – it was just so weird, um, but either way. So lastly, I've written down for the XFL is not really about the, um, not about the rules or teams, but a specific player. I have written uh, Marquette King, the punter, because he was in the league not too long ago on the Raiders. Was this punter who went to an All Pro in 2016, and was this like he was kind of showboaty, but he was fun. Like he was, he was like, he was like Pat McAfee. But, but black, pretty much like that's like that's it. Like it was, it, he was on the Raiders, and he was just like this guy who had like this swagger to him, and he had a big, big foot. You know what I mean? And everyone was all like, "This guy, you know, he's a good player, whatever." And then he gets cut as soon as John Gruden becomes the head coach of like the Raiders in 2018, and then everyone obviously is a punter. Nobody's gonna care. But like now he's on the XFL. Like now he's on a team, and it go, and I go like, what happened? Like. Was he just yeah. not good enough to be on another team? I don't know. He he got cut by the Raiders, got to go to the Broncos, yeah, yeah. got cut. But why? I have no clue. Cause I mean, he... I thought he was a good punter. Yeah. But at the same time, there's, like, dudes who I did not realize were really bad NFL kickers, you know, who, like, like didn't get another job. 
with the same team. I'm like, oh, what happened with them? I didn't know they were that bad. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's know what a, makes a good kicker. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I just find it really funny to think that like this guy was like, at one point, maybe the best punter in the game. I thought, or at least top five. Right. Like it is the punter position, but like, come on, you know. And to think that like he's just in the XFL now, chilling with the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, who I despise cool the most. No, anything from no, no, anything from Seattle or St. Louis, not Seattle. Imagine riding a giant hawk into battle. Like you've got like you're standing on its back, it's just flying. You're like it flies in. You hear just hear like the in the I, sky. I don't know what and just you happened. Just jumped out off this battle hawk, <laughs> sword in one hand, like you got this like maybe like a gun strapped to your back, and you just like slice somebody. Are we up. just are we playing Dungeons and Dragons? Is that what's going on? Uh, I never played that, but um, I heard that RuneScape. Because I've never played it before. You ever played RuneScape? Yeah, I heard it's when you go outside with, like, a sword that you made in your house. And you just, like, go on fake magical quests in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but That's there funny. is one person who will listen to this podcast and will think that is really funny. <laughs> right, just uh, one. Yeah, our friend Justin Lyle. Okay. And maybe if my roommate listens to this, Dylan, he'll kind of chuckle at yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's like a... A little bit of a jab at Dylan right there. Okay, is it? Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't know. know RuneScape enough oh. to like tell the story. But I, I mean, I have I, w- I played it when I was like fourteen, and it was really fun. When I was fourteen. Yeah, no, Dylan, I guess like played it a lot, and so like one day he just wanted to go outside and play it for real in this backyard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I don't really know the whole story. Did you have a uh, shout out you wanted to give out? Yeah, I wanted to do this earlier. Um, I want to say shout out to my sister because she gave me her iPad that she doesn't use anymore. Oh, that one. So, yeah. And wow. I thought that was really cool. Thank you. Wow. So, she is a, What's crazy she's is a nice girl. I literally found out you had a sister last week. Yeah. Hilarious. Now she's been mentioned twice in a week. Who is this person and why have I not met her before? Um, she doesn't really... What's her name? Her old... Her legal name is Elizabeth. She goes by Libby. So. Oof. I don't like Libby. Like, why Libby? Our grandmother, like, couldn't say Elizabeth. Ah. So she said, I'm going to call her Libby. Libby. And everyone else started doing it, too. Libby. So. I don't... That's a very, like, Libby. That seems like a pet name. But I guess it's a nickname. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, I, I guess a nickname is a pet name. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Elizabeth, I'm going to probably call her. If I ever meet her, I'll call her Liz on God. See what happens. I probably won't, though. Apparently, she doesn't live on campus. So, Nope, she has a house yep. off campus, like 30 miles away. So I usually will drive to her place and hang out with her a little bit. Right. Um, went over there on, I want to say, Wednesday. Right. Ate some of her food. Feels good. Watched a movie with her. She a cooker. She will cook for me, but I made my own food. Wow. But nice I, that's okay because, you know, I didn't buy it. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's funny. Drank some of her drinks. Right. Um, Had a good time. Yeah, I just hung out with her. Played on my cool iPad she gave me along with the Apple Pen. Feels and, good. I yeah. And is she's like your younger sister doing that too. Yeah, yeah. She's younger than me, but she's like... I don't know, she's just more well put together, I guess, in her life. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Like you right now your voice is like swollen and she's over here just giving you iPad. Yeah. I mean, 
it's usually anytime I see her anymore, she gives me something. Which oh, that's, I'm all about. That's love. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. I think she, uh, she's starting to love me more. She used to, I used feel, to, feel the feels right now. He said that she's starting to well, love yeah, me more. So we used to fight all the time. And, and then I got older and I realized like, oh, like I can make her even more mad by being affectionate to her. <laughs> okay. Because I'll be like, oh, I want to give you a hug. I love you, Libby. And she's like, get, get away from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, She, like, hates that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, people would get so, like, they'd be like, oh, my. They feel so bad for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd be so, like, affectionate and, like, loving towards right, her. Right. And, and she would so, reject like, it. Yeah. yeah she yeah, would yeah. openly reject <laughs> it. Uh, but I knew, like, I could, like, and I and I would be, like, over the top with it. Right, so, right. So, like, she kind of knew I was trying to just, I was just doing Messing it. with her, yeah. yeah. I get it. But it I was, have a younger sister. I get that. But it was fun. And now I feel like she realizes, like, yeah, I do go over the top to, like, get that reaction yeah, from yeah. her. But I still mean it when I love tell her I love her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, sisters. I have a younger sister, and, yeah. She's like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, but... Either way, uh, last thing I have written down for topics is the NBA trades. Uh, because there was a ton. There was so many Woj bombs just, like, just everywhere. Like, I was, uh, my my Twitter feed and my, you know, ESPN was uh, blowing up. Uh, but before we get into who was traded or whatever, I just want to say uh, about, because I tweeted about this, no Bulls trades. Uh, and I don't know if I can say this, but just kill me. Uh, because the Bulls are actually just la- like they're, I don't know what they're doing, and it makes me incredibly sad. Like, do we ever want to win? Is is this the coach we want forever? Because I complained about this last year, and and, and uh, yeah, last year actually. Who's the coach, Jim Bolin? Yeah, he's terrible. Great, he's he's yeah. terrible. He's bald, and and I hate and I despise him, and and everybody in Chicago despises him, and yet the the ownership's just all like, no, we're gonna keep riding with Jim Bolin. They're still like the fourth highest like valued. Like, well, we're the we're top team, like in in, ter- in terms of like market, like yeah, yeah. And yet we have no all stars in when the all star game is being hosted in Chicago. Derrick Rose didn't get voted into the all star game, and he's having a good year. This is dis- yeah. just despicable. The fans of uh, of Chicago are just at a at a really low point. And I have also have written Derek D Rose to the Lake Show, please, please, Derrick Rose, listen. Ask for the trade. You deserve well, it's it. It's past the deadline now. Ah, there it is actually past the deadline. Wasn't that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday at like three. Ah, man. That just makes me so sad because like, I want him to win a, win a ring so bad. But like, ah, oh, man. You know what makes me sad? Uh, go ahead. The return the Detroit Pistons got for Andre Drummond. I, to be honest, I've never thinking, I've never thought, excuse me, that Andre Drummond was any good. I thought he was a good rebounder, but like, congratulations, you can you can. Rebound. No, I agree with you there, but like, oh, to, to like to see what to they got, like yeah, to like get Brandon Knight and John Henson, bro, who, who the team literally drafted in the <laughs> same draft in this like a few years like before that. Yeah, like what was the point, bro? Brandon is, Knight, you don't. I mean, is his career? I thought his career was over. He got like crossed over twice, and I like. That guy's ankles yeah, are still... no, he's got a lot of highlights. He's on the bad end of a lot of highlights. You yeah. have, like, the Kyrie crossover in the Rising Stars challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one specifically, yes. Yeah, and then you have 
the uh, um, DeAndre Jordan like lob where he makes the stink face <laughs> after just like destroying the kid. Yeah, yeah. I just think Brandon Knight like his career is is it's unfortunate. Like he is on the he's his low lights are everybody else's highlights. Um, he was like either two K fifteen or sixteen when he was on the Phoenix Suns with Eric Bledsoe and Goran Dragic. Yeah. And they barely missed out on the playoffs as an A seed. Uh, that that I was like cold, cold with that team in two K. I would just wreck anybody. I mean, if you think about like where those players are, like Eric Bledsoe's on like the Bucks now, and he was a, he's a pretty good player. Dragic is in Miami, you know, with Jimmy Butler. Like that that was a pretty good team. Like or like they had pretty talented players on that team. Yeah. But um, all right. So moving on, some of the trades that happened. Uh, the big one is probably. Well, there's a couple. I mean, I don't know. Big, yeah, they're pretty big. Um, so the Clippers and the Knicks and the Wizards have completed a three-team trade that sends Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas to the Clippers. The teams announced, and the Clippers uh, plan to waive Isaiah Thomas. Unfortunately, uh, I feel like you know, it after like that great run with the Celtics has just kind of like dwindled. Well, they were good in the regular season, but he can't get it done in the postseason. I don't believe it's it. It's just a sad story because, like, in the postseason with the Celtics after that great year, like, his sister passes away. And after that, like, everything, like I said, just started to go yeah, down. Yeah, th- that run doesn't happen, though, if Rajon Rondo doesn't break his wrist that when they had D-Wade and Rondo on the Bulls. Yes. Because they yeah. they're up 2 nothing. Rondo breaks his wrist, and then the – The Bulls kind of faltered. Yeah, yeah I, I watched six. that. Yeah, that was my – I think my freshman year of college. Yeah, I definitely remember that. It was – uh. Because I remember Jimmy Butler being so good that playoff series. And D-Wade is like, well, at the time, was, was still solid. It was D-Wade. Yeah, he, he, he showed up in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, so but yeah, um, Marcus Morris, you know, just another, you know, guy in the inside for them. They traded some picks, I think, and just some, like, you know, some whatever guy, you know, for contract. Like, Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't matter yeah, the, for them. Yeah, the Knicks, are the, it doesn't matter for either of them, basically. And the Clippers oh, yeah, kind of gain. Yeah, I think they traded away Jerome Robinson, who was a first-round draft pick a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and they, then like, Mo, uh, something with it, Mo Harkett or Mo Harkless. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so that I guy got he traded. Was on the team. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's just like a lot of whatevers. So moving on though, like you said, the Cavs traded Brandon Knight and John Henson to acquire Andre Drummond. We already talked about that, but the Pistons yes. are kind of. Does that mean that they're just tanking now? Or is that yeah, supposed to be the push? I, well, no, no, they're done. I mean, why would they even try to? Just, just what happened to Blake Griffin this year? I think he's he had, like, season-ending surgery on his knee because the team was bad, and he was like, I could have surgery that takes me out for the whole year, or I could play on a bad team. And mm-hmm. he just said, I'll have surgery. It was money. crazy how much he carried last year. Yeah, I mean, he still gets his money because it's, like, injury. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, his his contract's huge. He's paid to do nothing. Right. That's nice. Yeah. Um, um and then uh, D'Angelo Russell, the big one, and Jacob Evans, who's that, and Omri Spellman, who is came out of Villanova. He was like the thirtieth pick in the I draft guess, couple yeah. years ago for Andre. Or yeah, for Andrew Wiggins. Excuse me. Former number one overall pick and Minnesota's first rounder and second rounder of two thousand twenty one. Unless uh, it's, it's top three protected. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so weird that in, like, the NBA there's, like, protected things. Like, the NFL doesn't have any of that or any other sport but, like, this one. So, it's kind of funny. Um, at least that I know of. Um, maybe baseball does. Well, the baseball have, draft's kind of weird. Yeah, I think they have, like, compet- 
compensatory picks or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so first off, D'Angelo Russell, I, I talked about this on Twitter a little bit. I have never been a fan of him. Like, I can't, I can't do anything with him in two K, so I don't like him. Like on two K, <laughs> like personally, like I liked him in the. You know, the Coogee Brooklyn Nets jerseys. You know, I thought he was cool on the Warriors. I was hoping that'd stick out. I just... I don't understand why the T-Wolves are after him. Like, um, him and Carl Anthony Towns were in the same draft. Minnesota went with Carl Anthony Towns at one. They just need Okafor, and they have the, the, the three. They would have all yeah. three of them. But um, uh, I just think that Russell just takes a lot of shots, like, on bad teams. And he's... So he scores a lot of points, but he takes a lot of shots. Like, he just... I don't know. It's not I don't think I don't think he's that great. I really don't. So um I think the I one I have this guy on Twitter who said, I can't wait for the Splash Brothers come back in this league to be taken over by the Warriors again. And that was the most like disgusting tweet I've seen in a while. I can't lie, because I, I like despise the Warriors and I despise the way that they win games by like getting great teams and like that built together. Um like the drafting people's fine, but like to you know, add K D and other things like that, Andre Iguodala. Annoying. Well, he he was part of their team before they got good. No, but like they they got him and then they got good. Like that that was their like one of their last pieces. Yeah. Well, you can't get mad at them for like adding people. Oh no. Okay. I'm okay. I'm mad at the idea that they feel like the year that they like broke the record for the most wins in a season. Right. They go to the playoffs to face the Cavs. Right. They lose and they the. Funny. Bi- and the yeah and the biggest comeback of all like in history of all of basketball. Right. And in my mind. I go, why couldn't that team that won all those games beat the Cavs, but they beat the Cavs the year prior? And then you think, oh, wait, Kyrie Irving was injured that year. Kevin Love was injured that year. LeBron had nobody. But the year that he had people, he won. So you see, it's still a win. A win's there a win. There also was, like, people saying, like, you know, they might not have even gone seven because Draymond didn't play game five. Well, too bad that Draymond, you know, does those no, I was all for it. crazy I was all for antics. Yeah, yeah, he deserved it. Like, the the stuff that he does sometimes and, like, the whole, like, there was, like, there's literally, like, a highlight reel of, like, that goes two minutes of him, like, like doing, like, really cheap things or, like, kicking people in the... He is what that team needs, though, because you look at... You need Steph, an enforcer, yeah. You look at Clay. you look at <laughs> even KD, like, they're, like... If they were ice cream, they would be soft serve. Andre, or yeah, Draymond Green is wow. that hand dipped ice cream. Man, that is they so may, funny. He, he said, he, "I just you gotta you can't just you can't just talk over that like and not expect me to react." He said, "They're soft serve." That is so funny. All right, keep going. Yeah, you know, but like they love the fact that like that they have Draymond on their team. They don't have to go up against with because Draymond's from Saginaw and he will like. He will sag nasty. Shout out. He will eat you up and spit you out. He I don't care. No I like. I literally despise Draymond Green the most in that team. By yo, the way. he, yo, he is serving knuckle sandwiches all day to anybody who wants one. If Draymond Green wasn't on the Golden State Warriors, he would not be talked about as much as he is. I believe that full heartedly. I think his job is so easy. You pass to anybody and they'll hit from anywhere. So assists are easy. Rebounds, you're the tallest. You're yeah, like he had a triple double without having ten, like double digit points. All I know is when it came down to this year, when when Clay Thompson's out, when Steph's out, Draymond's kind of that leader of the team. Nothing. You can't be an okay team. They're not even okay. He's not. But like that's the thing. He's not. He wasn't that dude for them. Like you're asking him to be something he's not. That's what I'm saying though. I'm saying if he wasn't on that team though, we wouldn't talk about him this much. Well. 
Well, if he's on another good team, like, he's probably going to be doing, like, exactly what he did for Golden State. No, but what good, like, I don't know. I just think he had that perfect situation where he had two amazing shooters that can literally hit from anywhere on the court, and all he had to do was play really good defense and rebound. That's it. But he did play really good defense. That's not easy. No, yeah, but, like, Clay Thompson also plays really good defense, but people don't give him enough credit for that either. Yeah, I give Clay Thompson more credit for his defense. Um, Draymond, I don't know if he has one or not, but, like, Defensive Player of the Year award. I don't know. Like, I, 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 he might have. I don't know. Well, yeah, he does that really well. So I mean, I guess. I mean, congratulations. He can guard all five positions. Like that's 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 not hard to do. I also know that like he didn't like shut down LeBron at all. Like you know what I mean. Like when when it came down to playing yeah. LeBron, it was usually Andre Iguodala yeah. who would have to be a play on him. But it worked. I mean, he had thirty five points and shot over sixty percent in a lot of the games he played in the series. There's like one series where like he won the MVP and he did that. It didn't work. Like, yeah. I also think Steph Curry, like, I think it's funny that he wins on these teams and hasn't won an MVP in the finals. Yeah. And that I, I, I laugh at Warriors Twitter because of that. Because I despise Warriors fans because they're not real fans. They just came out of nowhere. Like, there's no way. Like, like you have to give me proof that you've been a Warriors fan this long. If you're a pa- Somehow, I have a friend who is somehow a Patriots, Warriors, um, and Yankees fan. Explain that. Like, how does that even happen? Like, you're not like you. You can only be from one spot. You know what I mean? Like, if I was born in New York, sure, I'm a Yankees fan. How are you? A, how are you a, a Patriots fan? How are you a Warriors fan? It just make me sense. I hate that bandwagoners, bro. I despise that the most. You, I get that you like to get on teams that are like bad and that will be good. I support that. Like, at least we're there a little bit when they were bad. Yeah. I stay in this. I'm just Chicago, so like that's all I got. Yeah, I get that. I. Yeah, I like I like finding like a team in college basketball like every year who's kind of like a mid major and being like that's gonna be the team who like has that Cinderella story. I enjoy Ivy League teams and like the March Madness because like the more that when Harvard wins, everybody wins. It's like no way the Nerds did it, we did it. Or like uh, when uh, a couple years ago when um, it was Sh- the was it DePaul? No, no, it was Loyola. Remember? Oh, yeah, Loyola, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that was we great. We had a few different ones. We had Loyola, Chicago, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin made a run. Something, even, I mean, technically Texas, like, or, te- you know, Texas Tech was, is. Well, they were a three seed. Yeah, yeah, but, like, that, in my mind, when you think Michigan of, like. State made a run as a seven seed. Syracuse made yeah. it there as, like, an 11 seed or something like that. When I think of, like, big schools for basketball, I never thought, I never really think about Texas Tech. So, like, I just think it's cool. Um, But, yeah. Um, I guess the last trade got a little away from ourselves is the Miami Heat uh, traded uh, Dion Waiters, Justin w- uh, Winslow, James Johnson to the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies for as we were just talking Andre Iguodala, which makes their team a lot better. And of course Jay Crowder, who is like all over the place and has not been good since the Celtics, but that's fine um, because you know he's still talented if he can do what he did. Um, but the Miami Heat actually have like a decent little roster now, like. Led by Jimmy, like anytime you have Jimmy Butler, because like, I I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. Like I don't think he like stuffs like stats very well, but like his mentality and the leadership he brings and like the teams that he like forms, I I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah, I think he does do a good job of that. Uh, Deion Waiters, we'll see how this goes in Memphis. He has not played for the Heat, I don't think, since he had ingested some marijuana product before the team flight to Los Angeles right. and freaked out on the airplane. 
That's funny. So Deion Waiters was like a big fan favorite at, for Miami when they were really bad because he was on there like for like a year or like a year and a half, and everyone was like, "Deion Waiters not that bad," and now they're trading him. Yeah, <laughs> like what a what a fall to your career, especially when Deion Waiters was like the first overall draft pick at he, one time. He was like a top pick. Yeah, he was no, he was the first overall draft pick by the Cavs. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> It was just a big. I think the NBA definitely has like some of the biggest like busts in in like all of sports. Not a doubt. Like I get people be like, but in baseball, but like baseball, there's like 150 picks. You know what I mean? It's like not even, you know, worth mentioning. But like I don't know. He was the fourth pick. All right, whatever. First round. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew. Oh, Andre Wiggins was the first pick by the Cavs, and they traded him to Memphis. That's what I'm thinking about. Correct. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, like the Maybe 2012 NBA draft. 20. We had Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Grillchrist, Bradley Beal, then Deion Waiters, Thomas Robinson, Damian Lillard, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Ross, Andre Drummond, ninth to the Pistons, Austin Rivers, Myers Leonard, Jeremy Lamb, Kendall Marshall, oh. John Henson. There's that draft with John Henson in it. Yep. Uh, Mark Maurice Harkless, Royce White, Tyler Zeller, Terrence Jones, Andrew Nicholson, Evan Fournier, Jared Sullinger, Fab Mello, John Jenkins, Jared Cunningham, Tony Roten, Miles Plumley, Arnett Moultrie. A lot of these people Jones aren't even in the league anymore. No, they're not. Welcome to the, the NBA. Yeah, Jay Crowder was in that draft. Draymond Green was in that class. Yeah, he won the second round. Yep. Uh, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yep. Uh, Pretty good player. Yeah. Pretty good player. Kyle O'Quinn still in the league. Uh, let's see. I uh, Robert Sacre. All right, I don't care anymore. Last, <laughs> he was the last pick. All right. Um, but uh, either way, that's like all the NBA trades that I have written down. I, if I missed any, I, you know, my bad. But um, so the NBA is moving pieces, and it's it's cool. Like I I like trades a lot because they're they're fun. They're like you know if you're if it's your team who gets to trade, it's like oh we we were trying to win or we're trying to lose. So. Uh, feels good. My team not are trying to lose probably. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, anything else? Any other things to talk about here on the Kings of the North podcast, or is that is that a wrap? Oh, uh, I believe I don't have much else to say. I was just getting ready to close it out. If you are, you know, we have next week is Valentine's Day. We can talk week one of the XFL. Oh snap! New York Guardians. That's so funny. Because next week's DC like Defenders one and zero. Next week is like Valentine's Day, and we record on Fridays. Oof, I might yeah. have. <laughs> oof, I gotta. Cause I gotta. Let's just say. Hopefully, Kim, like when she listens to this, she doesn't get this far. <laughs> like, let's just say I gotta go to Lansing for what, what I want to do. Oh dang! Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we will see. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll have to figure out what's gonna happen. Maybe I will have a surprise for our listeners next week. We'll see. In terms of what? I'm, now I'm surprised. I don't know. Oh, I guess that means tune in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Take us so, away. Thank you again for listening to episode two of season two, Kings of the North podcast. I am Chase Amley, and with me again, the creator, the founder, the mastermind. Aha. Uh-huh. Dr. AJ Kyle MD. MD, baby. You know what it is. <laughs>